Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The two surviving roommates of the grisly Idaho quadruple homicide finally break their silence at an emotional memorial service for the four victims. We hear from homicide detective Phil Waters about the latest in this investigation. It's now been nearly one month since the gruesome murders of four University of Idaho students shook the nation. For the first time, the group's two surviving roommates break their silence about the attack. Now, the facts of the unsolved case remain pretty scarce, but we do know students 21-year-old Kaylee Gonzalez, 21-year-old Madison Mogan, 20-year-old Zana Carnodal, and 20-year-old Ethan Chapin arrived to an off-campus home at about 1.45 a.m. on November 13th. Gonzalez and Mogan had visited a bar that night and later a food truck in downtown Moscow, Idaho, while Cheapin and Carnodal went to an event at a Sigma Chi fraternity on campus. Now, hours after their arrival at home at 11.58 a.m., a surviving roommate called 911 to report an unconscious person. Upon their arrival, investigators found all four students brutally stabbed to death, two on the second floor and two more on the third. But Dylan Mortensen and Bethany Funk, the two roommates on the first floor, were left unconscious touched. At a service held over the weekend, an Idaho pastor read letters written by Mortensen and Funk, reading in part, quote, Maddie, Kaylee, Zana, and Ethan were truly all one of a kind. They all lit up any room they walked into and were gifts to this world. And another quote, my life was greatly impacted to have known these four beautiful people. Now let's bring in famed homicide detective Phil Waters. Thanks for joining us. Now, what do you find of these remarks from the surviving roommates, especially after they were all ruled out as suspects? Well, good morning, Sierra. My my first take on this from the beginning was is that, and what I commented on was that the it is as important to eliminate suspects as it is to find the right one. And in this case, I don't again. My commentary is based on what I'm reading, and uh, there are many, many things these detectives know that we do not know. So based on the people that have been ruled out at this point, we have to take at face value that the detectives have done their due diligence to, for whatever reasons, eliminate those people as suspects. And when we have the father 
has come out and made statements about he's not confident in the police investigation. Some of the other family members and himself are talking about these people that have been eliminated, were eliminated too quickly, in his view. And I understand that, certainly. I think the biggest problem with this entire investigation from the beginning has been the, I guess, the the pitfalls of, of something like this when you have a department and you have an administration that is not used to this kind of an event occurring in their city. And so the communication becomes very convoluted. It leaves the appearance that the police are not competent, that they're not saying the things they should be saying, or or they're saying some things they shouldn't be saying, and then they they say something and they retract it. So it's all a a big, um, to address specific issues within the investigation, it all kind of begins at the beginning, right? And uh, when all those miscommunications start to occur, causes family members a lot of angst and starts them questioning the police and what they're doing and are they competent in what they're doing and so forth and so on. So it's a multi, multi-layered multi investigation and the results of which and the things that are being released become multi-layered as well and the responses to those. So Yeah, I think something really important to note here too is that investigators likely know way more than we know at this point. They're keeping some things close to the vest for their investigation. Is that something that you would say is accurate? Well, yeah. And and that's important. I know in my experience, I've had multiple fatality uh, scenes. And of course, those are very high profile. There are just certain parts of the investigation and there's evidence in the investigation that is not going to be revealed to the public. And you have to maintain the integrity of that investigation. What you don't want happening is releasing something that you should not have as the detective in the in the investigation. And then it, we find out later that that Bit, that bit of information that was released did compromise the integrity of the investigation and caused it to slow down or stop or hinder the apprehension of a suspect. So, I, I mean, I, I I understand the criticism, but then again, having been on the other side of it, and I understand completely how these families feel, how the public feels, I, I get it. But I can tell you that there are just certain aspects that have got to be, as you put it, held close to the vest. Yeah, exactly. Just to maintain the integrity of that investigation. So a lot of things here are still a question mark. I mean, this is an unsolved case nearly one month after it actually happened. But there are some things that we do know for a fact that all of the victims were on the second or third floor, but the two surviving people, the roommates, were on the first floor. But we also know there was no sign of forced entry. Now, we've heard a lot of back and forth about whether the house was targeted or if someone inside was. So does this make you think that one of the four victims inside was in fact the target? That word target has been bandied about quite a bit. Clearly, this is a big time whodunit. It's not a smoking gun, right? So when I use the term targeted, it is it is apparent to me. And again, I'm just speaking with what I have read and what I know and what we all know that the person who did this was focused on those four individuals. Now, was there somebody within that group that they were more focused on? I think that yet to remain to remains to be seen. But today, how uh, I think it's Kaylee had more, the, the wounds were uh, much more extreme than on uh, the young lady she was with. And uh, what I read is that they were in the same room together. Now, I, that I may have misread that, but I believe that's what I've read. And that could mean a couple of things. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Number one, it could mean that the attack was on the other young lady first and Kaylee woke up and began to fight. And so when that happens, that rat, that ratches it up the attack and the attacker had to put Kaylee down because she was, and I don't know if she's one of the ones that had defensive wounds on her or not, but they, there has been information put out there that there were some defensive wounds on some of the, the victims. So that could mean that, that she woke up and that's why the attack on her is more vicious because she was fighting. So that, again, that ratchets up the attack and that may explain why she's got more extreme wounds on her. Now, the other side of that is, of course, that she was the target among these people and that's why that attack was more vicious. And the other young lady was attacked secondarily but then that doesn't explain why do we go upstairs and kill the couple that was, from all intents and purposes that we know, wasn't aware of what was going on on the second floor. So, again, it causes a lot of questions. And I would, in a stabbing, I'm sure the detectives have done this, you should be able to see some sort of transfer of blood. You should be able to get an idea of where the attack started and there where and then where it went to and plot the path of this suspect through that through that structure and get a pattern of the of the way it unfolded and that would be some of that may be realized with DNA testing and so forth and so on because if we have mixtures of victims blood in those two separate bedroom areas then it might give an indication of the order of things that occurred. Right. You brought up so many good points there, some that we can, in fact, confirm. Idaho investigators have said that there were defensive wounds on some of the victims. And actually, Kaylee and Maddie, we know that they were very good childhood friends. Actually, their parents saying that they were sleeping in the same bed at the time of this attack. That hasn't been confirmed by investigators, but from their parents. Now, let's focus on another bombshell that could be part of this case that Kaylee Gonzalez, she may have had a stalker. When her father spoke to Good Morning America, he had this to say. I mean, did she ever talk to you about a potential stalker or somebody that made her uncomfortable? She did. 
Okay, and Phil, back to what you were saying now, that Kaylee Gonzalez's injuries are said to have been more severe than Maddie's. So could that really mean that she did have a stalker? Could this actually lead investigators in that direction? Well, Sierra, as I've said, yes. I mean, the, the short answer to that is yes. But these are these are things that are great unknowns, at least to the public. And the detectives in this case may have that answer. They may have some of these answers. So the, I think I have read where the detectives have determined that the stalker aspect of this thing has not been verified. So that has not been confirmed. So this is something that the father is sharing. Thankful he is sharing that because it just gives another aspect of the investigation for the detectives. So again, was she targeted specifically by a person who was stalking her? That remains to be seen and anything that that I might comment on or anybody else that's commenting on this case, it would be pure speculation. And the detectives are the ones that are going to have at least some feeling or or uh, indication that that may be the case or it may not be the case. So clearly these four, these four young people were in the sense that they're the ones that were slain. We keep using the word targeted. Well, obviously they were targeted. I mean, that's, that's kind of an obvious observation. So, uh, but the stalking aspect, again, that's just something that's further into the investigation, hopefully will come to light. Yeah. Still a lot of unanswered questions to this unsolved case. The nation is, their eyes are on Idaho and we're hoping to find some more answers to those questions soon. Phil, thank you so much for joining us um, here today. And we hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Sierra. Thanks everyone. And remember to subscribe to Long Crime Network's Sidebar Podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you listen. I'm Sierra Gillespie, and I'll see you next time.